Section 2 of Instructions to Lightkeepers by the United States Lighthouse Board. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Care of Lights and Their Appurtenances 34. Lights must be lighted punctually at sunset, and must be kept burning at full intensity until sunrise. 35. All preparations must be made early, that there may be no delay in lighting. 36. When the light is extinguished in the morning, the keeper must hang the lantern curtains and immediately begin to put the apparatus in order for relighting. While doing this, the linen aprons provided for the keeper's use must be worn, that the lens may not suffer from contact with the wearing apparel. The illuminating apparatus must be carefully covered before the cleaning is begun. 37. The lens and the glass of the lantern must be cleaned daily, and always kept in the best possible condition. Before beginning to clean the lens, it must be brushed with the feather brush to remove all dust. It must then be wiped with a soft linen cloth, and finally polished with buff skin. If there is oil or grease on any part, it must be taken off with a linen cloth, moistened with spirits of wine, and then polished with a buff skin. Under no circumstances must a skin which has been wet or damp be used, as this will scratch the lens. 38. Rouge must be used for polishing the lens whenever necessary. When it is used, it should be broken up put in water, and reduced to a smooth mixture. To do this, the rouge should be put into about a pint of water, and stirred with a perfectly clean stick. Let it rest for a few moments, to allow any gritty particles it may contain to settle, then pour it off into another vessel, allowing the grit to remain in the first. Then leave it to settle for about a half an hour, and then pour off the water. The rouge, so prepared, must be spread with a camel's hair brush, or a piece of soft linen, over the entire surface of the glass to be cleaned. When this coating of rouge has become dry, rub it off with a piece of buff skin until it is all removed. Rouge must be freshly prepared each time it is used. 39. Whiting is prepared and used in the same manner as rouge. 40. To use rotten stone for polishing brass work, pulverize it carefully in a tin pan, and mix it with water or oil until it becomes a thin paste. Use it with a woolen cloth, free from dust or grit. After rubbing with the rotten stone, finish with whiting, using a soft clean rag. 41. To clean reflectors, first dust them, and then rub with a buff skin, lightly dusted with rouge powder, kept in a small double bag of muslin, then rub lightly with another skin, and finally with a third, which should be passed over the reflector in a light, quick manner, with a circular motion. Leakage of gas from the pipe of the stove used in the watch-room should be carefully guarded against, as this gas will badly tarnish a reflector. Silver-plated reflectors are much more easily injured than glass, and require great care. 42. 
To clean the chimneys, they must, if soiled by smoke or oil, be rubbed with a rag or a small piece of soft wood dipped in oil, then wiped off and cleaned with whiting. If this does not remove discolorations, they should be rubbed with a wet cloth and a little soda or common salt, but they must be washed in warm water afterwards, as any adhering salt will cause breakage. 43. Keepers are forbidden to use any other materials for cleaning or polishing than those supplied by the lighthouse establishment. 44. Keepers are forbidden to clean the floors of the lanterns or the stairs and floors of the towers with any material by which dust may be produced. All materials used must be damp and be carefully removed before they are dry. All sweeping must be done with care and chiefly with hand brushes. 45. Utensils of all kinds must be kept in their proper places. While the light is burning, everything which does not belong in the lantern must be removed from it. 46. The revolving clockwork must be kept carefully from dust. It must be oiled with clock oil whenever necessary, care being taken to remove any old and gummy oil before new oil is applied. All parts made of iron or steel must be rubbed with a cloth greased with tallow, the use of salted grease is forbidden. The foot of the fly shaft must be examined occasionally to see that it is not cutting or wearing. 47. The chariot or carriage upon which the lens revolves must be carefully wiped and the rollers kept properly oiled. If it is necessary to take off the rollers and clean them, this must be done with great care. The rollers must be removed one by one, and put back without changing the number of washers previously in use, as the carriage will turn irregularly if all the rollers are not exactly the same distance from the center. When there is any serious trouble with any part of the revolving clockwork or machinery, the inspector and engineer must be at once informed, and a machinist will be sent to remedy the difficulty. 48. When not in use, the weight must always be kept upon its rest, that the strain on the cord may be relieved. 49. Keepers must replace the broken glass of the lantern as quickly as possible. They must learn how to use the cutting diamond, so as to be able to cut the glass when necessary. When glass is cut, its edges should be ground level and smooth, by rubbing it upon a cast-iron plate covered with sharp wet sand. In placing the glass, about one-twelfth of an inch play should be left all around between it and the iron frame. If it touches the iron, great risk of its being broken by the oscillation of the lantern in high wind will be incurred. Thin cleats of lead or soft wood must be used to rest the glass upon when in place. In joining two pieces of glass, which rest one upon the other, the upper edge of the lower piece should be covered with putty, about two-tenths of an inch in thickness. On this two small strips of lead should be placed, upon which the upper pane should rest. The weight will press out any excess of putty, which excess should immediately be taken off with the glazing knife. The putty on the outside of the frame should be laid evenly and flush with the face of the sash. 
in replacing the outside slats of the sash a small quantity of putty should be put over the head of each screw after it has been screwed home as this will serve to keep the screw in place fifty the following named returns must be made by keepers of lighthouses the returns required from keepers of light vessels are given on page sixteen monthly report of condition of station both to inspector and engineer fog signal report absence report quarterly expenditures of oil etc vouchers for salary abstract of passing vessels annually property returns when necessary receipt for extra supplies keepers receipt for property on taking charge receipt for delivery of supplies shipwreck report report of any damage to station or apparatus this to be made both to the inspector and engineer any unusual occurrence the vouchers for salary must be sent so that they will arrive at the inspector's office at least a week before the end of the quarter fifty one the following books must be kept at all stations daily expenditure book general account book journal a watch book must be kept also at all stations where there is more than one keeper and a fog signal record where there is a fog signal in keeping the journal two pages the right and the left are to be used for one month the events of the day must be written on one line across both pages as a general rule if carefully written one line will be found sufficient the visits of the inspector or engineer or of the lampist or machinist and an account of any work going on or delivery of stores must be noted as also any item of interest occurring in the vicinity such as the state of the weather and other similar matter the books must be kept in ink with neatness and must always be kept up to date footnote the following addendum was placed to face page seven of instructions to light keepers End footnote. salutes keepers of light stations and light vessels provided with bells will salute with three strokes of the bell lighthouse tenders upon their approach to and departure from such stations and vessels the salute will be returned by the tender with three blasts of the whistle or by three strokes of the bell in case of a passing tender one salute as above prescribed will be given and returned the salute will also be given to all vessels of the united states government and to any vessel which is known by the keeper to have on board any person entitled to the courtesy of a salute in case the bell has no inside clapper which can be rung by hand the connecting rod to the machine should be detached before using the striker for salutes instructions for use of eight-day lanterns take off reservoir turn it upside down and fill it completely with oil put reservoir back light the lamp let it burn for half an hour and see that it does not smoke once a week put in a new wick throw out oil in body of lamp and rinse with a little fresh oil put in a clean wire gauze strainer 
To clean strainers, boil in concentrated lye. These lanterns will not go out in the wind, but are liable to be extinguished by a shock. So when the lantern is hung up, care should be taken that it cannot strike the support. When convenient, it is better to place the lantern on a shelf on top of a post. End of section 2